I was at St. John Newman and um, the monsters, their, their crucifix is hanging right above mm-hmm. the altar and the monsters was underneath it. And I'm sitting there like, I knew, like, you know, you know, that's Jesus. And I'm sitting there and I, that correlation between that cross mm. and the monsters, it just, it, it just blew me away. Like it was, I just can't even describe like the feelings that I was having. Sure. I don't even know if, if I could describe it. Yeah. It was an overwhelming peace. It was overwhelming love. Um, I I sat there for hours and I just like tears just silent tears just rolling down my face because I was just like this is him Welcome to the I Am Here podcast, a space to be inspired by stories of men and women who have found in the Eucharist the strength and purpose for their lives. I'm your co-host, Leah Butalid, and I've been gathering stories for IamHere.org. And I'm Father Mario Amore, a priest of the Archdiocese of Detroit, and today we welcome our guest, Shannon Price, to share her story. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. Thanks for, for having me. Yes. You're yeah. welcome. We're so glad to have you and to dive into your story a little bit. Um, so, Shannon, what parish are you part of here in the Archdiocese of Detroit? Uh, St. Linus in awesome. uh, Dearborn Heights. Um, I'm in charge of the Christian Service Commission. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Keeping I love me it, busy. Though. Oh, I love it, though. <laughs> and how okay. about your family? Uh, so, I am married to my amazing husband, Joe, uh, 29 years almost. Uh, we have two children and two grandchildren, and I just love life. I love it. Huge Tiger fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> All the good uh, things. Yeah, yeah. Good, so, yeah. good. How long have you been um, doing that at St. Linus? Uh, two years. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So before that, I was a full-time volunteer at another parish. Oh, okay. um, and then, you know, honestly, sitting in adoration, when you tell the Lord, I'm here, make me what you want me to be. <laughs> At 45, you come to the seminary for your late ecclesial ministry certification, and it opens all kinds of doors. So, wow. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> what do you love the most about your ministry? That I get to help people grow in their faith, mm-hmm. in encounter Jesus. Like, that's, like, the best thing. Like, this is the biggest time of year, you know, First Communion's coming up, and, like, I get to help these children along their way to receive Jesus. Like, how cool is that? You know, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, we're excited to hear a bit more about your own personal encounters with Jesus and what that's what that's meant for you and your journey. Um, so can we start with just kind of unpacking a little bit about what life was like for you as a child and the role that uh, faith played in your life growing up? Okay, so in the early age, I, there was there was no faith. My mom was a single mom, um, four children. it was it was tough, tough life. Um, she was uh, angry about you know her her situation, and so it was a tough life. So there was no there was no faith in our home. Um, and then I um, met um, someone, and they invited me to come to her. Their mom invited me to go to church with them, and I was like, okay. Um, I went. I had no idea like what church was about. Like I just knew like I was not going to be at home. <laughs> so so um, I went, and this this sermon was it was it was in a, a Baptist church and the mm-hmm. sermon was about um how Jesus loves you and no matter what you're going through like he's there for you and he just he loves you so much and I was just like somebody loves me mm-hmm. like it was it was it was a big impact at a, a 11 year old little girl right like that was a huge impact that wow somebody like loved me and it was just amazing for me and and I started going and I got involved and I got baptized and just really just delved into it and I try to get my siblings to come along and they're like, 
no, no, oh. not interested. And then one day, and and I walked like four miles to church. Oh my god! On Wednesday nights because they didn't have you know bus service. They had bus service for Sunday school on Sunday mornings. And I was walking to church, and my brother comes running up behind me. He's like, "I want what you want, what you got. I want to see what this is about." He was like, "I I need to see what's going on with you because something's different." Wow. And I was like, "Oh, it's Jesus, come along!" Oh. And so um, him and I kind of started our faith journey together, and. Um, he is now a uh, Protestant pastor in Grand Rapids. Then um, I came here uh, this side of the state. I grew up on the western side of uh, Michigan. I came here for a visit. I was staying with my aunt, and she's like, well, if you're staying with me, you have to go to church. And I was like, okay. So I went to a, a little Catholic church. Easter Sunday, had no idea what was going on. Wow. I was just blown away. Like, it was so different. It was something that I didn't know about, right? I mean, Baptist to Catholic, completely different. Yeah. Um, anyway, and so I just started going because I, mm. you know, I was staying with my aunt, and that's what you did. Like, you just went, and I didn't care. I just wanted to be with Jesus. Mm. And then as I learned more and more about the faith, I was like, I love being Catholic. Like, I want to be Catholic. And then things happened, and I met my husband, who is Catholic. And so it just kind of was a natural, like, God just put me here, and this is where he wanted me to be. So we see how the Lord, again, works through just other people in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So many people who have sat in in your chair and shared your story Mm -hmm. with us um, just have spoken about the invitation Mm -hmm. um, of another person of faith um just recently somebody in in a very similar situation you know a protestant uh brother uh just shared the gospel with Mm -hmm. him and it it changed everything about his life and and it's just so beautiful how as an 11 year old girl um someone spoke that truth to you and invited you to to encounter jesus uh in that way um so before that so leading up to that moment and you said it was a friend's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, what what exposure did you have to the faith prior to that? I remember maybe when I was about five, a couple times going to church, but it was more of a, here you go, the bus is going to pick you up, get out of my way kind of thing. Aww. So I didn't really know, but I was five, you know, five-ish. Mm-hmm. So before that, I had no exposure. Like, it just was not, there was no no. Lord, there was no anything in our house. We just kind of muddled along. And, you know, my mom did the best she could in the situation that she was in, but she also doesn't have that faith. So, you know, there just was no no exposure. So this was something new to me. And like I said, I, you know, I go and I'm like, and he's, somebody loves me. Like, Aww. what? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care that I'm, you know, this little poor little girl, you know, <laughs> showed up and tore up jeans to church. He didn't care. He mm-hmm. loved me. And that was that that was like a very strong point in my faith. I mean, I was new, right? Like I, this was my first experience with Jesus and it was just like, whoa. I mean, so much more than my little mind at 11 could have grasped. Mm-hmm. It was, but wow. yeah. Yeah, and we pray, you know, that same prayer of, of Jesus that that we would all be one. Mm-hmm. And um, again, like the, the Lord uses people of faith uh, in our lives, and and uh, it, it's one of what what we believe as Catholics, you know, at that, um, you know, there there is goodness in in our brothers and sisters of other, uh, every brother and sister, right. but um, you know, as the church, we believe that there are seeds of the word, there are, there are good, um, 
the presence of Jesus is mm-hmm. found in these other Christian denominations mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we have the the belief in the real presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, and we want right. that's that's why we're praying for that that right. unity, right. Um, you know, so that others can come and experience that that love and and the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as people of faith, to never uh, discount what um, our brothers and sisters in the Protestant traditions um, offer mm, right. to us, you know, to help right. us grow in our relationship mm-hmm. with them. Um, and, and how, as we've heard, they've been instruments of, of drawing people into, first and foremost, a relationship with Jesus. Right. As you think about then moving from the the Protestant church into the Catholic church, and that that was maybe less of an invitation and more of a, <laughs> you're coming with me. Right. Um, but the Lord works in every way, right? Um, what what were were those first, um, you know, th- those initial experiences of the Catholic Mass as as a young person, um, and how, how did they differ from from what you were experiencing in, or how did they draw you in deeper um, from what you were experiencing into in the Protestant tradition? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's a lot to unpack there. Um, what drew me in was just the holiness, mm-hmm. like the tradition of the Mass, right? In the Protestant church, you go, you're not really sure. It might be the pastor preaching. It might be one of the deacons preaching, you know, which is in the Catholic church as well. But there was a lot of, like, you're a sinner and God's mad at you, you know, like, and if you don't repent from those sins, you know, the wrath is going to come. Whereas in the Catholic church, it was like, he loves you. You know, he's, he, there's a way he forgives you for those sins. He did that for you, right? And we see that every week in the mass, right? That, that sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. Is every week and it's present. And, you know, in, in the Protestant church, a lot of times those churches, depending on the pastor, they don't celebrate, you know, they don't have Mm -hmm. communion except for like Good Friday or Easter Sunday. So every week seeing that, and the more I went to church, the more I desired, like, I want to go up and get communion. Like, I want to go up and get Jesus. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, how I think about it is getting caught up in the mystery. That's kind of the language yeah. that that just works for me. I think part of the beauty of um, our Catholic Mass and sacraments mm-hmm. is that we don't have it all figured out. But there's just something about there's something about what we experience in the Mass. Um, obviously, that transcends our own ability, um, you know, to to. Yeah, have it all figured out. It, it transcends sometimes what our heart is able to um, uh, take in, and it's it's just beautiful to kind of hand ourselves over to that. And that's what I think appeals, you know, yeah. to people who really are desiring um, to grow in this relationship and and see the Catholic Mass not just as as an event once a week, but as this opportunity to. Uh, come into relationship. Right. And, you know, and that was the thing, and I'm sitting there, and I'm not really sure what was going on, but it was just like, I was just glued. Like, mm. I want to know, well, why is he doing that? Like, why do they go up for communion? Like, why? I like all of these different elements. And I was I, 18 at the time. And so, like, you know, I was just a young adult, and, you know, it was so different for me, but it was so beautiful. Yeah. 
And like you said, the mystery, like I didn't know what was going on, but I wanted to know what was going on. And the more I went to mass with her, the more I was just like, oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I really like this. And then um, I was thinking about joining the church and then I met my husband and like I said, he's Catholic and, um, you know, he grew up in the church and his family just, you know, their example mm-hmm. um, was good for me to to really feel at home and welcomed and um and explain some things to me. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, we were able to um, balance out, right? My my husband's um, family was like, you you know, you go to church on Sunday and you do a few things around the church where I was like, no, I want to, I want to like serve God in any way that I can. So that really balances out our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband's like, I just, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be at night. Like I'm going to do all these things, volunteer a little bit. But I'm like, no, like, Let's, let's pull in. Let's have a better relationship. Like, let's, you know, it really, I think that too helped, um, you know, their marriage that we were both centered in in God, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, so what did that journey of entering the church kind of look like for you? Was that mostly catalyzed by your relationship with your husband and, and getting to know his family or what kind of unfolded? Um, so kind of a combination of that okay. um but um the at the time it was rcie mm-hmm. um it was a sister who taught the classes and she was very strict and staunch and you are going to learn your faith and i'm going to pout it into you and everything <laughs> but it was just like i just wanted to know more i mm-hmm. i i like to read i like to just learn mm-hmm. and so I was okay like whatever you want to teach me I'm a sponge here like mm-hmm. I just want to learn all about it so cool. um there was some loose catechism in because there was in that parish there was a lot of things happening mm-hmm. um and so it got towards the end it, just classes were being canceled and I'm like Easter's like a month away shouldn't we be meeting you know and and so there's just a lot of uh, different things and staff and things changing in that parish mm-hmm. so it was it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Easter Vigil, like coming into the church, it was so exciting for me because I was like, oh, I get to receive Jesus. Like that's all my whole right focus was like, oh, I get to receive Jesus. So yeah. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And can um, can you share a little bit for us what your first experience uh, in Eucharistic adoration was like? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I knew like what it was like you go when you, yeah. you pray or sit or whatever um and i was at saint john newman and um the monstrous their their crucifix is hanging right above mm-hmm. the altar and the monstrance was underneath it and i'm sitting there and like i knew like you know you know that's jesus and i'm sitting there and that correlation between that cross mm-hmm. and the monstrance it just it, it just blew me away like it was i just can't even describe like the feelings that i was having sure. i don't even know if if I could describe it. It was an overwhelming peace. It was overwhelming love. Um, I I sat there for hours and I just like tears, just silent tears just rolling down my face because I was just like, this is him, right? Like to be in his presence is just, you know, we're in his presence every week, right? But to be in in that moment sitting there looking at the cross, that beautiful, amazing picture of what he actually did, and just be him being there, it was, yeah, yeah, uh, overwhelming, yeah. overwhelming in a, in a good way, though. Right. Like, right. I had never felt that kind of peace in my whole entire life. Wow. And my first time of adoration, I was 43. Wow. 
And so. that's, you know, Jesus says he gives to us the peace that the world cannot give, right? And yes. so um, yeah. just, just being able to go back to that moment, you know, where mm-hmm. it, in the scriptures, uh, I mean, even Jesus says that we need to be reminded, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the goodness of God, um, of all that he has uh, done for us, and, mm-hmm. and to live out of those moments of, um, you know, what, what the saints would call like moments of, of consolation. And mm-hmm. so... Um, for you, I'm sure to be able to go back to that moment. I mean, I see it on your face right now as you're as you're recalling that. Um, to be able to go back to that moment in those times when you don't feel, you know, maybe the overwhelming love of God and, and mm-hmm. the peace in your life. Um, to be able to share that uh, moment when you did experience Jesus in that yeah. profound way, and those are the moments that that sustain us through through the times of difficulty um, and turmoil and, and whatever it is that, that we question. And so truly that, that moment is a gift. And uh, yeah, every, every time we have an experience, you know, the Lord overwhelms us with his love. In your story, um, you, you talk about just how you feel just unworthy or how you felt unworthy. Um, and, and that's okay because Jesus, he's the worthy one. Right. And he makes us worthy right uh so so yeah just just always giving thanks to god for the gift of uh his presence with us and all how he works in the silence he's always working whether whether we're in tune to it or not he's always working in our lives he's always present he's always there guiding us and a lot of times you know i i tend to be one of those people that he's got to smack me upside the head sometimes <laughs> you know i mean it took me all that time to go to adoration, right? Like, and and I find the most peace, you know, when even in times like when I'm celebrating something, mm-hmm. I, I find time to go to adoration because wow. it's just like that connection to him, that that peace. I want to be thankful to him in his presence, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, and and if I get stressed, I just I find a church that's got adoration, and I just kind of pop into it, you know. And yeah. and uh, Saint Linus has a small adoration chapel as well. So I, you know, a lot of times, you know, three o'clock, the holy hour, I'm popping in there and just saying a quick prayer and mm. and um, you know, just being mindful that yeah. he's there and he's always with us, right? He guides right. us everywhere. But man, <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. He's so I just he is just so so good, and he's been so good to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. I'm curious what compelled you at that point in your journey to go to adoration. Was it an invitation or an encouragement? Um, mm-hmm. How did you kind of uh, enter into this devotion initially? No, so I knew like what adoration was, but I had never, you know, um, with that Protestant background, you know, like sure. they they don't they teach you right in our say that Jesus is there and He's present in the Eucharist, and everything, but it, it isn't like the biggest focus, right? The biggest mm-hmm. focus is your journey and learning about the church and coming into the church and those things. And I I just was there and I was working and, and I was feeling a little, you know, um, stressed mm-hmm. at something that was happening at the time. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go sit in the church and pray. Wow. And it happened to be during adoration and there I was. <laughs> there you were, amazing. Yeah. How has that, experience uh, before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament impacted uh, your experience in receiving Jesus in the Eucharist at Mass? Oh, totally different. It's, it is, um, man, I like, again, just, it, it's a different, it's different. Like you just, I don't even know how to put that into words. 
um, that knowing, right, we know that he's there, Mm -hmm. but just that, that prayer, like that just, you know, I'm not worried that you should enter Mm -hmm. under my roof, right? And being him going, no, no, (laughs) I'm going to show you how, right? Like I'm worthy, but you're going to receive me anyway. And so um, just being mindful. And when I take it, like just um, when I receive Jesus, just being mindful and just I don't know. It just fills me up. It just fills mm-hmm. my cup up every time. Like, yeah. you know, we, we, our cup, we tend to like let our cup, you know, get to the bare drops. And right. just every week when, when I go to, to Mass and, and receive the Eucharist, receive Jesus, it just fills me up. Mm-hmm. And it just gives me like this energy. Like, mm-hmm. it's, is it, mm-hmm. does that sound funny? <laughs> no. You talk about, um, you've spoken about how the Eucharist just, fills your cup and affects you and gives you that that peace and joy mm-hmm. and those moments when you stop into the chapel to pray. Um, when you go to Eucharistic adoration, um, how do you normally spend your time? You know, I just, I, a lot of times I just sit, just sit in his presence and I just stare at him mm-hmm. and just, you know, Lord, just fill me, mm-hmm. just fill me up. You know, a lot of praise, I love you, Lord. Yeah, I'm not perfect, Lord, you know, and I, you know, I'm sorry if I offended you today or, or whatever, right? You know, just, just sitting there a lot of times. I don't even have to say anything mm-hmm. a lot of times. Just sit there in his presence yeah. is, is enough. Wow. <laughs> he just wants us to come to him, right? He just wants us to be present with him, right? Like he's present for us. So, yeah. 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 That's beautiful. I, um, I'm curious to know how your relationship with Jesus has changed over time being a convert to the faith, to the Catholic faith and, and encountering him in this way. How has that impacted the way you relate to Jesus as Jesus? Wow. Um, is it different? I don't know if it's different because I had such a strong faith from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Sorry, repeat that. <laughs> my, my, the Holy Spirit took me this way, and I'm sure that's not no. where you want me to go. <laughs> it might be. So I just, um, I'm curious to know how your relationship with Jesus has changed over time um, since encountering him in the Eucharist. Oh, it's definitely gotten stronger. Mm. Um, I've definitely gotten more faithful. Mm. Um, I turn to him more in those moments when I just, I just need someone, you know, yeah. or just need something or... I just, you know, just want to share something, even good things, right? You know, like when we, we learned that we were going to have our, our second grandchild, it was just like, thank you, Lord, right, for this gift of life. You know, thank you. So it, my faith has definitely grown, and I've definitely come to, you know, I, I was 11, right? Mm-hmm. So I've definitely come to this point in my life where it's like, I just want to share everything with him. I want to be with him, like, as much as I can, you know, and let him lead me. And I'm very much of, okay, Lord, wherever you lead me, right? Here I am. Like, whatever it is, Lord, I'm, I'm here to do what you want me to do. I'm here to do your will. And I might not get it right, Lord, but guide me along the way, you know? So yeah, my faith is definitely, definitely increased, definitely um, 
stronger. Wow. I'm definitely stronger in my faith and my desire to like grow even more, right? We, we're always needing to be catechized, right? We sure. always need to grow in our faith and that desire to just grow and learn. And I'm always picking up different books and, and things mm-hmm. to just strengthen my faith. So. so you've been entrusted with a great um, mission mm-hmm. to share the faith, particularly with uh, our young people. Um, so you mentioned, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful time of year. You're preparing the students for um, the celebration of their first Holy Eucharist. Um, what, how do you instruct them or how do you inspire them in their own um, growth and in, in understanding and relationship with the Lord, even at a young age? You know, you have to love them where they are, right? And you just have to keep reminding them that he is their friend, Right. And that, and that's how they relate, right? They relate like, oh, that kid's not my friend, or you know, oh, this is my best friend. And you just have to relate to them, right? You you get on their level, and you just do everything you can to just be a witness to them, right? We're the hands and feet of Jesus, and in in that moment, we have to be the hands and feet because we're teaching them, you know about Jesus and about the Eucharist and that he is really present there. And my, my thing is I, I have to remind them the Eucharist isn't a thing. It's a person. It's Jesus. And that, um, yeah, these kids, I just, it, this is like the best time of year. I just yeah. love it. And, you know, in the fact, how blessed I am that he's called me to be that witness to them, that he's called me to help them journey closer to him through the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. I mean, Unfortunately, something happens from that young age, you know, where uh, you tell them, you know, and, and it's true mm-hmm. and they believe and they're excited. But over time, you know, as, as the culture gets a hold of us, um, that belief might fade. Um, so on the other end of the spectrum or maybe in the middle of the spectrum, as we find, you know, people in their young adult years or whenever we encounter them, you know, if there's someone who, you know, you, you can see or they come to you and they, they want to relate, they want to deepen their relationship with Jesus or come to know him better or experience his love in the Eucharist, but they're just finding some sort of obstacle there. Um, how, how would you guide them or what, what advice would you have for them? How would it be different than what you share or would it be different with what, than what you share with the children? Um, I, it, it wouldn't be different. Um, it would be at a different level, mm-hmm. right? I mean, from second grade to, you know, seventh grade. We, uh, at St. Linus, we do confirmation in seventh grade. So from mm-hmm. second grade to seventh grade is, is a big jump for them, you know, growing and, and like you said, being um, maybe not really sure where they are in their faith. Um, but again, just just loving them and, and you know, if, if I've had a, I had a young man come to me and he was struggling with whether or not he wanted to be confirmed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm going to pray with you. Like, and, you know, and I encourage them, continue to go to Mass. Like, be open to what you're going to, you're receiving at Mass, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it, the situations are all different. But just encouraging them to just continue to go to Mass, continue, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to pray with them and, and be open, right? Some of the things that these kids tell me, I'm just like, how do I handle that? <laughs> Holy Spirit, give me the words, you know, because I want to I want to respond accordingly, but I want to respond truthfully to our faith mm-hmm. in in what we believe, you mm-hmm. know. So it's a it's a difficult situation sometimes, but okay. you know, just 
God just, the Holy Spirit just pulls me through it, you know. He just kind of guides me along the way, and I'm open to that. I'm very in tune to that, um, so, yeah. Wonderful. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, and um, and it's it's such a gift. Your your joy and your love for Jesus is palpable. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really grateful to hear your story once again. And um and I'm very honored that you would share it with us here for I Am Here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the I Am Here podcast. You can read and listen to more stories of people encountering Jesus in the Eucharist at IamHere.org. And we also invite you to share your story with us. I Am Here is a campaign by the Archdiocese of Detroit and Hello App in support of the National Eucharistic Revival.